Okay, I'm, I'm starting with my PPSA again. And basically this week I got to have an incredible experience where I actually recorded live with Carly and Rocco, who are the guests this week from Carriage Lane. And we did it in a legit podcast booth. And it's not your average podcast booth. This was in their new co-working space called the Collective Workspace. And it's for interior designers, decorators, stagers, architects. It's incredible. It just launched. And we basically talk about their backstory and then how they came to create this insanely amazing, amazing space. So, you know, I should do a better job, but there's some swears that happen in here. So that if, if that offends you, you've been warned. Um, and yeah, I will say this is not sponsored. I have a lot of amazing things to say about the collective workspace and it's not because I've gotten anything in exchange for this. I really just feel super excited for what they've created and it's an amazing, super smart concept. So enjoy. All right, guys, I'm pretty pumped right now because I am in the collective workspace with Carly Nem Nemteen. Yeah, we're gonna edit that out. With Carly Nemteen and Rocco Varelli. It's very like buttery, it comes right off the tongue. I like that. Anyway, <laughs> and we are in their podcast booth. Thank you for doing this with me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Congratulations. You're, you're like the first official podcast. Yeah, I know. Here. It's pretty amazing. And like, in theory, there could be like people out there, which is really, really cool. But um, congratulations, guys. This is insane. Thank you. Thank you. They just took me on an amazing tour of the entire space. I recorded it on my phone. I'm hoping there's some usable audio that I can add into here. But if not, we'll see. But it's incredible. And you said you're 75% of the way there. 75% of the way there. Yeah, about 75%. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's... We're going to get into a little bit about your work history with Carriage Lane as opposed to this, but for context, for people who are like possibly not in Toronto, for example, or they're, they're going, what is the collective workspace? Can you tell them a little bit about that and then we'll dive deeper later? Yeah. Sure. Do you want to go ahead or should I? No, go ahead, Carly. Rocco. <laughs> oh, I like this. Okay. Um, so Rocco and I met about 10 years ago. Um, I was working, doing con contract design work. Um, Rocco owned or still owns a millwork and stone manufacturing company. And so we worked on our first project together on Carriage Lane. And we decided to start working together. So I started working for him as his in-house designer for his millwork company. And about six months in, I was introduced to the producers of Property Brothers. And from there, we decided to work together and do a few episodes. Really? Well, that's brand new yeah. information I didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so before you guys worked together, how long had you been running your business? So I was working for design firms um, about two or three design firms before that, went to Sheridan inter for interior design, um, and wor worked doing consultancy and contract work for interior designers throughout Toronto. Um, Rocco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and how long were you? So sorry, how many years? Like quantify that. Like I've probably been working in the industry now for about 15 years. I met Rocco 10 years ago. Did you, but you started your business 
alone before you were with Rocco, right? I start, it wasn't really a business. It was just working for designers as, okay. you know, assisting them in their in their firms. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, dang, that's quite a... You went from assisting people in their firms to, like, starting your own firm. That's intense. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> intense. So... <yeah. laughs> So I, I've been I've been in the industry for about thirty years uh, in the construction, not so much the design. And I went from residential to commercial, then back into residential when Cardi came on board. Um, we did our first project. It was actually the the largest one we did when we were not uh, in business together was actually for her your mom. Huh? And uh, Cardi designed a uh, kitchen space in Altamoda uh, through Luciano because Carly knew my business partner before I knew Carly. And what we did is we did that project. Um, my other company, ASN, came on board to do the construction. Altamoda did the millwork, and they kind of hit it off. So Carly then started working directly for us in our millwork division, doing all the design and all the drawings. However, it wasn't going so well, because Carly was always thinking outside the box. Oh, Carly. Yeah. <laughs> and the type of position that we needed, someone who could produce drawings and be efficient and be consistent and constant, well, she's nothing of that. So <laughs> Which is a compliment, obviously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> throughout, throughout that process, um, again, through Luciano and a few people that Carly knows, she got introduced into the TV world. And, uh, there was also Love It or List it that you did a little bit of work for, Property Brothers, and this just started escalating. While all this was going on, we realized real quick that she wasn't going to fit that box of just doing design for millwork. And the opportunity came across that we decided to work together and uh, start doing Property Brothers. We actually ended up doing over 30 episodes with them. And uh, yeah. yeah. We had about 20, 30 episodes of Love It or List It. Yeah. Wowzers. So does that, like, would you say you were very much focused, like that was pretty much your focus during that period of time because you couldn't probably do much more? No, we still had regular clients. I mean, not as many, but mm -hmm. uh, we were focusing. That was a good start to figure out if we were going to make it in the industry yeah. together. Nothing, nothing solidifies your relationship quite like television. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're fast moving. They're short timelines we're basically on 24 7 to get the projects done in uh in the time allotted. Yeah. So. yeah so we did the construction and the design for them okay so i'm just gonna just for clarity because i'm like slow apparently but you there's carriage lane which you guys are together carriage lane Correct. but you do also have other businesses Correct. is what you're saying and Correct. now you have the collective workspace yeah, that's which right. is its own business also right Absolutely. <laughs> so you're a busy man <laughs> do you sleep? Yeah, I do actually. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Okay, <laughs> It'd be like three hours, but sure. Um, okay, so you so basically you then start the business, and what what's that dynamic like? And I feel like that's really smart. That's really smart. My wheels are turning. <laughs> um, so you're the you're the are you the one that kind of started with the clients, and then he would be the guy like executing your vision, basically. Exactly. exactly. Like I was able to have the finesse and the patience to deal with the clientele and the marketing, you know, um, abilities, and then Rocco really was able to connect the dots for us and execute on what we're able to design. And, and it wasn't, it's not a situation where, you know, he has a relationship with the client and our relationship is so different. Like we're all working to 
together to accomplish because mm-hmm. so too many times, you know, the designer, you know, even as a designer myself, like we don't know everything and we're really relying on our trays and our vendors and, you know, trying to make it through the process and you need someone that has your best interest. That's what I was just thinking is I feel like this is amazing because you're sometimes you have people throwing others under the bus, like your contractors or your trades or whatever, but you guys are both mutually on the hook and not on the hook, but you're both mutually in it. That's right. So no matter what, you're there. And our interest is to get the client what they want, bring the vision that we've showed them and actually execute it. Mm -hmm. It it seems to work well. yeah, and like every time I fuck up, like Rock is able to pick up pieces. Yeah. <laughs> amazing, and, and I'm sure versa. vice versa. Yeah, yeah, which is amazing. It's funny. I just had a, a meeting today with the co- the contractor I worked with for my house, and we were just chatting about like how we might be able to work together. And I just said, you know, for me, the most important thing is that no matter what happens, if I make a mistake or you make a mistake, neither of us are ever gonna. We're always gonna. We're never going to throw each other on the, under the bus in front of our a yeah. client. Yeah. Like, it's not, no shit talking happens when I'm not there, yeah. whatever, which is scary, right? It, really it scary. is very if scary. If you're not, yeah. 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 It goes south so fast. And everyone's just looking for someone to blame it on. Yeah. Right? And, and so they want to be the hero and, like, well, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, like, yeah. you know, which is a really gross attitude it is. in it's general. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. And clients aren't idiots. They know, you know, they know when somebody's pointing fingers when... They shouldn't. Oh, for sure. Yes yeah. and no. I think clients just want the job done. They don't care who does it. And then when you're following it back and forth with the trees, then it just never gets accomplished and then drags out forever. Yeah. And then, you know, you're, you can't use that client for referrals anymore because you had such a great opportunity and you killed it the last 10%. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. So you, how long has carriage lane, sorry, now you might have said this, but is, this is not 15 years. You've been 15 years in the industry. How long has carriage lane been? Uh, in eight, nine years. Going now. On yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so for the first little while, it's just you and then you and your team of trades. And when do you start introducing new people into the sure, mix? Shortly after, but uh, eight months after, we oh, started wow. introducing an assistant for Carly uh, yeah. to help push through. Yeah, and, it's fast. Uh, yeah, it was fast. It, well, what happened was like the TV shows allowed us to bring on recurring clients. So, you know, we do the main floor, but then they're ready to do now the second floor. So, you know, so we get involved with that. And then as we're doing that, you know, the next show needs to do the full renovation. And you have, you know, a week to go in, meet the clients, come up with the design, and then a week after to present it to the clients with the cost, with the scopes, with the elevations, with the plans, with the materials, and then execute construction a week later after yeah, that they're fast moving projects very fast. how much input do the clients have in those situations like are because sometimes you know how that can be right <laughs> are they kind of like you gotta well they they through the tv shows they they qualify their clients uh we basically give them the options this is what you're getting they don't have much say in how much changes happen mm-hmm. and we put a budget together quickly they come up with the funds and we push forward so that yeah they yeah, furnishings, they don't really have much of a say. Yeah. In your experience, the furnishing that you're seeing on the show, like, is that actually sticking around after the show? I'm always assuming, like, they must be staging. Mm, no, our, but like, 90%, 90% of it. 90% of it, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, the accessories great. might be returned, but... 
all the all the light fluffy stuff to make it pretty like pillows and plants and planters and things like that but then the client has the option to purchase them after, mm-hmm. after and every every show is different yeah, yeah. Show's different. i've heard of shows that everything is borrowed and then if the client wants to purchase it they can yeah um, i mean we we also had the luxury of working uh with a group of people that actually cared about the client like property brothers they they delivered a decent product and that was good for us too because we didn't want to just yeah. light and fluffy and pretty pictures and then leave garbage behind so it was yeah it was really nice to work with them yeah, yeah that's yeah. amazing yeah. so okay so what was your first hire then on the i mean i obviously you had your trades but what was your first like on the design side hire i mean when we first hired we hired someone named Kristen, who was great and i became you know very close with her which was I don't know. Uh oh. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Well, that's some learning we can talk about. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so she came on as an asso- as an associate, and basically, I think at that point it was just to have someone to help you, right? Mm-hmm. To like, manage orders, communicate with the trades, um, help select and do plan drawing, just to really, you know, offload you. Um, after that, we brought on um, an architectural designer who also parlayed as our project manager, who is now my husband. Oh, hey, got close to him too. Uh-oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Ray, I'm sensing a trend. <laughs> 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 <That's> <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> He's like talking to you like, this is a bad idea. This is but like, what is that? Ha- okay, yeah. well, they're getting married. It's okay, yeah, I guess. Well, that was an interesting interview. We interviewed him and then uh, he left and closed the door and says, uh, kind of like the guy. Um, what are your thoughts on him? And she goes, well, I think he knows what he's doing. That's not what I meant. What do you think of him? In what way? Well, are you interested in him? Oh, God, no. Why would I be interested in him? A year later. What do you mean? Three months later. Well, okay. I found out a year later. It's no, so you funny. Did. You found out three, four months later. No, oh. I did not. Oh, this not is fun. I like this. You, you <laughs> guys, you guys are dating. We're gonna have to fact check this months. after. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you need to make sure it was a valid. It was a valid relationship. Yeah, Absolutely. like can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, married, so it works. Exactly. This podcast is supported by Ultralux Linens. And guess what, peeps? Guess who's getting drapes this week? Okay, if you didn't guess me, then I'm not, I don't know what, I don't know what to say to you because it's me. I'm pretty sure it's happening this week. And I'm the most pumped a girl could be. Um, If I am getting them this week, then you're going to want to be watching my stories because I am going to post all about it. But Ultralux has been doing my drapes. We got amazing fabrics that I'm so excited. I cannot say enough good things about Ultralux linens. Number one, Jacqueline, the owner, is just so nice. Just in general and personal, like before we were even doing this, she would always DM me the most heartfelt words of encouragement. Like I'm telling you, it's just, it makes my heart so full. And I can just, it's just, I can tell she's a woman who supports other women, business owners is excited for people, you know, as opposed to sometimes you get, you know, sometimes people are not so supportive and it's just, it means a lot. And it's, I just know that people like that are amazing to have in your corner. And I want to support people who I also uh, think do great work and, deserve it. And she's, she's created such an amazing showroom. It's got over 75 brands of fabric. We're talking the usual suspects. 
said it once, I've said it twice, Kravit, JF Fabric, Ellen Dell, Avanker, I mean, the list goes on, peeps. And you should know that you're going to get the exact same pricing that you would get if you went direct. But you get the benefit of being able to easily order multiple lines of fabrics from different vendors from one place. Plus, you can have it shipped directly to Ultralux because they also have a workroom, aka that's who's making my drapes. Uh, and this is something that they've introduced this year and they have an amazing dedicated staff who have tons of years of experience doing this. And they, they, you can go in, you can see the fabrics before you use them to make sure they're good. But also, I told you this in another one, they actually check the fabrics, which I know people do that, but they send me pictures of, of you know, any of the damages, any concerns, let you know whether or not they need to get you new fabric to replace it or if they can work around it or you can make those types of decisions as well. She also has private label bedding called Sugar Baker. They have other bedding as well, featured linens from Portugal and custom bedding uh, made in-house. So it's amazing. You can get duvet covers made through them. You can get your cushions made through them. I've done that as well. Cushion covers. You can also get your inserts from there. It's amazing. And I would love it if you would support this amazing, amazing team of people who are just doing such great things for the industry. And I know we've talked about uh, collaborating and seeing what else we can do to help the design. She's not just She's not just kind of building this business for herself. She really wants to help the design community as a whole. So guys, if you're not familiar with Ultralux and you are in the GTA, you can go to the showroom. It's at the Toronto International Design Center near the airport. Or of course, you can visit them online, ultraluxlinens.com. And the great thing is she works with anybody anywhere. She does lots of work in the States as well. So guys, go check it out. Of the, like, the partnership, was it you that approached her and came up with the idea? Like, how did it, who came up with it? It was uh, hanging out there. I think one day I approached Carly and I said, what do you think if we um, start the carriage lane? I can't remember. No, he basically said he needs to fire me. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I'm not being, I'm not able to manage and maintain my full-time position with the Poverty Brothers position. So he said, but I think, you know, you have a lot of potential. I think that you can see the big picture, and I think that that's what you should be doing full-time. Um, so he's like, I have to, but that means you have to leave your full-time cushy job that pays you a salary. And so that was really scary. And he said, listen, like, think about it. Think about doing that, and I'd love to do it with you. So tell me tell me what you want to do. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> so were you like, so I have questions for you on this, but what were you feeling at the time? Like, was it an easy-ish decision or no. it took you a while? I, I, it took, I mean, it took a f I went on holiday right after you had made that request and I talked about it with my mom and my family and it was like, what's, what do you have to lose, right? Like, you live at home at the time. I was 26. Oh my God. Right? <laughs> Like this That's amazing to be doing at 26. That's amazing. But I could not have Where's the done applause button? You should label that. I know. Um, that's, um, it. that's incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, we started, like, we already had clientele because we had Poppy Brothers feeding us projects. And then, and Rocco had a long list of clientele that had, you know, been mm -hmm. built over the years. For sure. And so it was, you know, once up in a, at a time, we started our office in, like, a closet literally and now look at this and now <laughs> which i'm very excited. okay so my question to you rocco is 
What did you see in Carly? Like, what was it? Had you, has this idea, was it percolating in your head already? Like, I should find a designer to kind of get on board. How, what did she, what did she do to, to so, make you feel this was a, a little bit of back history. I used to do a lot more residential work and I was getting right out of it. I didn't want to deal with the clients. They deserved a lot of attention and I wasn't able to give it to them. So mm -hmm. I started moving towards the commercial end of things. And with Carly coming back into the mix of things and, what she can bring to the table, dealing with the client, creating design, and giving the client what they wanted kind of drew me back into the residential side of things. I love residential. It's just it needs a lot of attention uh, for the client. It, it, well, it, I don't know. I've never done commercial. <clears throat> well, commercial so does not need a lot of attention. Because they're less connected to yeah. it? So basically, you get a set of drawings, you price it, you get it executed, you walk through with the architect or the engineer, or the, or the business owner, mm -hmm. you check off a list, you walk away, and it's done. With yeah. residential, it's nothing. Well, like I do that. know what residential is like. I just yeah. don't know it super comparatively. Okay. Yeah, so the, it's, they're two different, two different worlds. Mm -hmm. Animals. And uh, that's how I got drawn back in, because Carly had that desire and drive to meet the clients and, and give them what they need, understand what their needs were, be a designer. A designer doesn't mean uh, picking the right fabrics and colors. Being a designer is understanding your client, getting inside their head, understanding what they're actually looking for, and then giving them the direction they need. Well, once all that's taken care of, now I can do what I love doing, putting it together. And you don't have to do the stuff you don't love doing. That's right. Well, not that's that I don't love doing it. I just didn't have to. It takes a lot of time yeah. and energy, right? I, I yeah. Listen, I'm the first to get in front of a client and you know, fall in love with what they're saying and how we get it all done. Except now I do that with 10 people at the same time. I can't execute anything anymore because now I'm talking about it, but who's doing it? Mm -hmm. And that was my issue. So, yeah. So um, what was it about Carly that was like, she's the one I'm going to do this with? Um, she was a go-getter. She pursued the, the, the TV shows. No one forced her to. No one asked her to. Uh, it was thrown on her plate. She opened the door. She was looking for it. She was hungry. She didn't know what she wanted, but she knew she wanted something. So she, it was always moving forward. And the decisions, I didn't just wake up one morning and say, hey, do yeah, this. Yeah, of course. I, mean, I was playing with the idea of letting her go because she wasn't fitting the position we had. And then all this was coming about, and I started paying closer attention. I bounced it off my wife and my business partners and what do you guys think of this idea? And they all kind of agreed she's got lots of energy and there might be something there. So it was a decision that I made, but I, I also asked the people around me that we work very closely with and uh, let's try it and see what happens. Okay, so I'm gonna throw the same question to you because you're not the only one who gets to hear what's so awesome. What was it about Rocco that made you go like, yeah? Because it is a, this is obviously a very different kind of intimate relationship with somebody under very stressful periods that could get dicey. So what was it about Rocco that made you feel like I can totally do this with Rocco? Um, I mean, he, I think it was just day by day just seeing know what he was able to bring to the table he was always he always had answers to questions we were able to problem solve properly he had patience for me which is like a huge aspect I think of that he didn't have an ego so it wasn't about him it was about everyone else and how to actually exercise well make sure you don't cut that out 
Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, come on. Um, and he just had a good, you know, like, salt-of-the-earth kind of mm. representation, right? And he, and so I was able to be vulnerable with him. I was able to lean on him. He knew when I was stressed, and he was able to, you know, balance me. And when he was stressed, I was able to balance him. And we knew that we could, you know, we had a good sense that we knew we would get it done. So no one is left hanging. No client is left hanging. Everyone, like, we both take such strong responsibilities for everything. Um, and we both really care. So I think it was just, a, it just naturally happened. And, you know, it's a working, you know, relationship. So sometimes he's mad at me. Sometimes I'm mad at him. Sometimes we have a great, everything's moving forward perfectly. He just... It just felt right, right? Mm -hmm. Like knowing something feels right in your gut. So it was, and he, at that point, like he had never let me down. He had built, you know, a strong business around him already. He had built a strong network around him already, you know, so I can use that in order to really build myself up and to learn where I don't know so everything, anything. Mm -hmm. um, and you need someone in your corner. You need someone that will, you know, help you and you help them and, it's just a strong, successful opportunity. I mean, definitely. I mean, we, we, we work well together, but it's also uh, Cardi's energy, and we, we just kind of all feed off it, and then my energy, and we feed off it. And let's not forget all the people around us, too. They, of course. They, they, like, I mean, without the people around us, we wouldn't be able to do what we do today. Mm -hmm. uh, and We're also at know, the same pace. Like, you know when you, there's some people that you work with, there's not that, like... You're like, let's go. Let's go. Let's what go, are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. Like, Rock and I would stay late at work. Like, we, yeah. you know... It, it, we were all in, and there's not that many people that you find that are like that. So, I agree, yeah. Right? So it, it wasn't like, oh, you know, you worked here and I worked there, or, you know, you're not pulling your weight. Like, both of us are, oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like, as a woman, I, I get very good, because, you know, sometimes, especially in the construction industry, no shade to anybody here, but I do get very, like, good vibes off Rocco, which I, I think I do. I do. Also, he's a great radio <laughs> voice, which I don't know if you're noticing. It's, it's like, distance. whoa, man. <laughs> you should definitely start a podcast because your voice is so, it's like, radio-friendly. It's low, and it's not Yeah, low. it's like, okay. Um, new business. Um, so, all right, let's so then, trouble. let's talk about, we're, let's talk about the collective workspace because when does this nugget plant into your little brains and, and start to germinate? So before Cardi gets on to the story, because it, it is actually her story, okay. but, um, what I feel initiated it all, we were looking for more space for the last few years, and I kept putting it off because we got to move, we got to do this, we got to do that. We have the facility we were in, actually, um, all my other businesses are in there, so it was kind of easy for me to go to one place, I get to see everything and move forward. And over the years, we started looking at our problems, running out of space, a library it never ending and it's stuck into cubby holes and you know what that's like and so and then there's that and then uh, running out of uh, desk space or you, you got to hire another person what are you shuffling around to make things work so we started slowly looking at moving carriage lane to its own you know four or five thousand square feet of space and as we started developing that everything we're looking at not work it's too expensive what's the issue and that's when Cardi said, hey, what if we do this? 
and I'll let you take over. And give me a time frame. Like when does when do you say that? Oh, a year and a half ago. Oh, that's not that long ago. No. Man. Holy crap! But a year and a half ago, where you said, "Hey." No more than that. Like a year and three quarters. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. All right. I missed it like You're two right. Months. That extra, yeah, those extra two months were everything. <laughs> it was like four. <laughs> Rocco and I started looking for places to relocate Carriage Lane. Just the building that we're in right now at in in Mississauga, you know, it just wasn't really close to our clients. wasn't close to our vendors. It was great for what it is because we were able to keep our costs in line, but. It just didn't reflect our style. Didn't like yeah. clients would come in and say, "Oh wow, this is a big building," but you know, I don't really s- see myself, you know, in the decor, essentially. Um, and as our team was expanding, it just we just needed to really take it to that next level. So we just couldn't afford to. After seeing spaces, we had to accommodate for what the cost is to renovate it. And it didn't have parking, it didn't have a concierge, it didn't have storage. So even if we're paying, you know, three thousand dollars out a month, the cost of renovation, which is another forty to sixty thousand, the cost to now maintain our employees, now we have to ample up our clientele. There's that much more pressure on us. And so I had to sell it to Rocco somehow. He's also made a comment that I have to maintain his salary when he retires. So (laughs) all these things kind of played in my mind. Um, So I started putting pen to paper and started thinking of like what this looks like to me if I'm able to do it and uh, and other designers have the same issue. You know, how do we create a space that are that's able to accommodate all of our needs in this industry and being in this industry for such a long time, you know, you start to really understand what works and what doesn't work. And so what happened was we started, or I started putting a business plan together and I started pitching the idea to designers and vendors and architects and seeing if they found value in it. And I just kept getting positive reinforcement, positive answers, positive direction. Those That networking allowed me, allowed myself to be opened up to more people to speak to and allowed me to network outside of my circles. Yeah. And... From there, I put together a business plan and a a financial structure, which I've never done before in my entire life. I utilized the resources around me and and brought it to the people in my life who are strong in certain areas that I certainly am not. And And this is still before Rocco. You're like, I'm going to go to Rocco with a plan he can't say no to. Well, actually, Rocco wasn't my first pick. Oh, shnikes. Oh, this got awkward. You know what, though? I'm joking. I'm totally joking. Also, like, serendipity, too, right? Sometimes, like, things happen a certain way. Well, the thing is that Rocco and I have had a business together for a long time. And as much as I love working with him, sometimes, you know, it's scary to have all your eggs in one basket. Okay, yeah. And, you know... He didn't want to put that money into renovating our current office, and I didn't think this was something that he really mm-hmm. like <laughs> would be able to keep up with. And so I got it to the point, and he had shown interest from the beginning. So I still supported what she was course, trying yeah. to do and in, in putting it all together, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and he still was going to be starting to come into the business at some capacity or another. We just weren't certain that it will be a, he would be a 50-50 owner. And then the, 
you know, the person that I thought I was going to go into it with decided that, you know, it just wasn't the right time. It was too much going on. He had his own jobs that he was working on. Um, and so I went to Rocco and he said, sign me up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hurt. I just feel like this is an awesome dude. And I want to cry. <laughs> That's so, so amazing. amazing. Um so, okay, but so, there's a lot of work you guys have done here. Like, you didn't just build a space. No. Like, you guys raised money. Like, yes. Like, how did – is it because you have, like, a strong business? Like, how did you know what you were doing to do any of this shit? Like, it's crazy. Well, the, the build-out was easy because that's what we do day right? in and day out. Yeah. Um, raising the money, uh, the business plan that Cardi put together, reviewed it, uh, made sense for the long term. We actually went to uh, family and friends, and we oh. pitched it. And uh, we got some raised. solid investors. And, yeah, uh, raised about almost about $875,000. Dudes. Yeah. Yeah, but now is we have crazy? to do a second round of investing. <laughs> like, so. that's a, right? Like, it's a startup. This is, like, other level. Like, I talk to designers a lot. Like, this is not, this is, like, other level, Carly. <laughs> okay. You're but insane in my, and amazing. Kate. I mean, no, I'm not taking away from you. You're amazing and insane, too. <laughs> but, like, this is, like, other level. It's crazy that because I I would look at P and L like you know we have in our in our on our carriage lane team we have Dominica who's Rocco's wife who does our um, our controlling we have a gentleman named Sukshin who does our bookkeeping and we have staff members and Kristen and Zoe yes Kristen Zoe Annabelle um, and Lisa, Lisa. finance yep. is not my strong suit but. I don't know what happened. I just... Your business mode turned so, on for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. So if you want to know how to max a visa and not worry about it, <laughs> talk to Carly. Right. <laughs> but that's it's amazing. <laughs> totally. And But it's, it's incredible what you can do when you get so passionate about something, eh? Like, yeah. it's really yeah. amazing. So, okay. The thing about this, though, okay, so now I understand how you did the... Um, and it, what an incredible feeling, too, to have people in your life believe in you so much. Like, I'm, like, literally going to cry for you. It's amazing. <laughs> I just think that's beautiful. Okay, I'm cutting this out because that's stupid. It no, makes no sense. No, I'm crying. <laughs> but, okay, so when you took me on a tour today, like, the level of detail of things that you thought about, I'm just curious, did you guys get external, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, work with other people to help you really think and strategize, like, you know, the fact that you're like, I'm going to have all of these brands throughout and they're going to be tagged so that it's like you're working in a space, which I assume you're also making some form of money on any of those products being sold. Like, no, not, no. Moment, no. not, not yet, no. not yet. <laughs> but I mean, I can see where this would be going. It's so freaking smart. But it's just like those little like the fact that you thought to put a podcast booth in here, um, the fact that you have like, well, so th this was all things that you came up with or did you talk to like a consultant is the word I'm looking for. No. This is us. It, this is insane. It's amazing. And then you obviously had to then reach out to vendors to help support yeah. you because, you know, they have helped as well, right? It's a mutually beneficial relationship, though. So the image started, let's do it for the designers, yeah. architects and engineers. And then we introduced, hey, let's go to the vendors. Let's create a library. And then it just started spinning from there. And then like, these call booths behind us. Oh, we'll put some call booths in. I had no idea what a call booth was. You know, well, cars we did like we did and research and went and looked yeah. at. You, you know, didn't just. I get that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we also looked at. Okay, you know, you know, what is right now? What's popular? What are people asking for? What is 
what is the future of education? What is the future of and needs of like our current population? Um, who's our demographic? Who, you know, what will they find value? So it's not a place for them just to drop their hat, but actually a place that they can grow in and and working in a, you know, in Mississauga amongst Rocco and all of his other firms, amongst Rocco and all of his other firms, um, <laughs> <laughs> so you need someone to just keep you in check. Um, you know, you see that camaraderie. You see, like, how you have to lean on one another. You see that, you know, who does put together birthdays? Who does organize a holiday party? But if it's always on one person, it's tremendously overwhelming. If you want to have a dynamic in your personal office, for example, and if you're working on your own, like, that's so isolating that you're just, you don't get to partake in that kind of community. So mm -hmm. we're really lucky because we had that, even as just myself and Rocco, you have that, those neighbors around you that, you know, if you're having a bad day or if you're, if you um, have an issue with a client or you don't know how to deal with something or you can't, you know, how do you build this? Like those people are always around. Mm -hmm. So it's basically taking what we already had and just engineering it so that it's able to accommodate. And uh, that took a lot of brain power and your thinking and your strategizing. But, you know, as a designer, like, that's what you love. That's what you live for. You live for engineering people's environments. Mm -hmm. um, and then we talked to our, like, people that have shown interest and walked into the space and showed them the plans and took their feedback to heart and not actually just give them face value, you know, and not just at face value. Um, and, you know, we were, had the opportunity that in January, we decided after Rocco came on as a partner in December, um, we decided we called the Interior Design Show and saw, okay, what is the demand for this? Now we've spoken to all these people on a singular level, but now what is the interest on a larger level? So we, just, we called the Interior Design Show. They had like one booth left that had someone had canceled, a five, by, a five by 10 booth. Even that. We hadn't raised any money yet, and we're just like, let's just do it. And by having Rock as my partner, you know, there's a certain amount of confidence and comfort I have in that sharing those burdens with someone. And mm -hmm. he was like, let's do it. So we designed the booth, built the booth, installed the booth in seven, eight days. <laughs> like, Pretty much. we didn't even have like created branding, yeah. like printed. Our team from Carriage Lane, like we didn't have any staff yet for the collective. So our mm -hmm. team of Carriage Lane was so supportive and helped us and so helped us organize it. And then we worked the show and it was better than what we expected. It was our soft launch and people were built in fans. Mm -hmm. So you knew you had something there that was tangible yeah. and you could actually now take, raise money and yeah. now go full force. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. That's amazing. And also, I saw your ad in House and Home, yes. or Stella Home, House and Home, right? Awesome. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, I know. It's really cool to see that. But it's like a whole different world than from the design world. Yeah. It's, actually, speaking of which, was there a certain element of pressure to design a space for designers yeah. that you felt? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, I think as a designer, you follow designers, and designers follow you. Mm -hmm. And when you're, you're designing projects and you're getting that, um, those, you know, you're getting that recognition from your, you know, collective group of people who reach out and message you and say, oh, I like that. You, yeah. you start to realize, okay, you know, I, I know, like as a designer, I know that I'm, I'm a, you know, a decent designer. And now I feel like, okay, like I've, 
you know, you can't get it, like, how do I put this eloquently? Um, oh, Mayo, Mayo wants to come in and, and um, say Okay, well, we're going to come back to that. I'm going to try to remember. Mm-hmm. You were going to explain. Um, just because, like, you can only, like, as a designer, you you only design for yourself, right? Yeah. Like, design for your clients, but at the end of the day, you're only improving your own skills. Yes. Right? So at the end of the day, there's always going to be other designers that are better than you and worse than you. Like, oh, yeah. So what is, like, so after working for eight, nine years in that, in the, like, in that area, you know, what's the next step? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you can keep designing for d- clients and, like, keep getting people to say great work, but at the end of the day, like, what is it amounting to? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and was it, I mean, this must have been fairly creatively fulfilling to get to just go nuts a little bit. It was great not having clients because we're the clients. Yeah. So that was awesome. And also, like, it's not your home, so you're like, no, I can go a little bit harder and go a little bit more crazy and and be bold. Yes. I'm like, I don't know what your home looks like, so maybe you are that at home. I don't know, but... (laughs) But I'm just like these wallpapers that are in here and stuff. Like, it's amazing. Do you want to put those on? Um, we, we've got somebody that has joined us, and we're going to let her, we're going to do a little testy testies uh, to make sure. Yeah, we're going to let you tap that. Tap that. I don't think I've ever seen Rocco clean shaven. I know. <laughs> yeah. He shaved us for Michelle. I like it. You realize it's just audio, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no video. <laughs> If you Were you worried it, it would interfere with the audio? If you look good, you feel good. <laughs> That's true. This is true. You know what? That's good. I like that. If you look, if you saw what he looked like this morning <laughs> to now, he, he looks like our janitor, essentially. Aww. Oh, don't say that. No, he Can likes you do me that. a favor? Can you tap it? Is it doing its thing? We're gonna we're gonna assume it is. Okay, tell everybody right. who you are. We had somebody join us, a fellow. What do we call these people? Fellow collective, I guess. I think. Oh, collective you. crew. Our I'm collective a collective crew. <laughs> Tell everybody who you are. I have collectivitis. I have collectivitis. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good thing, but no, I mean, it doesn't. It but it is. It's lovely. Uh, my name is Maya Rafi, and I own Black Sheep Interior Design. Amazing. I'm Michelle. This is Real Talk Design Podcast. Welcome. In case you're like, what is happening right now? Where am I? Welcome to the podcast. Okay, so... When did you get on board with all this? And yeah, like let's start with that. How? When did you first hear about the collective workspace and decide to to do this thing? I'm trying to think about that. Well, uh, I had met with you for coffee. Yeah, we had a Starbucks yes. and and went through the whole thing, and that yes. was months ago. But I don't know how. When was that in the that whole was, that was evolution? Like, that was like before we had a space. When we were oh, working wow. on yes, because you were actually heading out after our meeting to I think come look here. Yeah, like, and, then, like, and, and I had sh- and I had shown you our our logo and like asked you like what are your thoughts? Well, like what are you thinking? Yeah, yeah. But I had met you before that for Eva's initiatives. That's right. Yeah, yes. you guys knew each other before. Yeah, no, I think I think it was really. sort of like an Instagram yeah. friendship, yeah, exactly. as most of as my do, design yeah. friendships have become yes. like. I, I just met somebody, uh, Cynthia Ferguson. I got to meet her for the first time. We've been pals on Instagram for like a year and a half. Yeah, I got. And a I lot finally of got to meet her in like North Carolina because we were both at a trade show. Yes. Yeah. So it, anyway, I I think it was just yeah, sort of an Instagram friendship that developed a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, you had this. You had a project. Remember, you'd continued the nosing yes. of a second floor around the sort of double height foyer, and I. 
you couldn't even see the floor of the second floor. You just saw this line, and I was like, I know what she did. And I reached out to her because I was like, that's genius. I know exactly what just happened there, and I love it. I, I have to congratulate you for that detail. And then we, we've just been sort of chatting ever since. Yeah, That's amazing. So she talks to you about this whole concept, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. And then... And now here you are. Yeah, well, it seemed it seemed genius. It was also... It seemed. Like, yeah, <laughs> the jury's out. We'll see. <laughs> well, so we'd been forced to relocate about three years ago. We got kicked out of a co-working space that we were in because um, the whole thing had to shut down. The, the landlords were booting everyone out of it. And I went looking for other design-based co-working spaces, and they just didn't exist. Uh, and they were... The spaces that I was looking at were super expensive and tiny. And I just looked at it and I thought, I can't, I can't run my design firm out of like a tiny little desk that really the expectation is you just have a computer. Yeah. You don't have a roll of drawings next to you that you're red marking. You don't have a, you know, a bin full of samples yeah. that you need to lay out yeah. and review. And so the, the price point, also I didn't want to be in downtown Toronto. A lot of them are in downtown Toronto with the expectation that People are just coming in on the subway with their laptop, and then they're, they're gone at the end of the day. And for us, I mean, we're on the road all the time. And so being somewhere where I wasn't going to have to fight my way through downtown Toronto traffic. Oh, fine parking. Yeah. <laughs> and fine parking. And, you know, this really gives me, because we're, we're right by the highway, we're right in where I go sourcing, it's so oh, much yeah. easier to just come and go. I mean, I've honestly experienced in the... Two weeks that we've been here, and three. I was a, three oh, weeks, were, but I was I was away, away for one week. Uh, but in the three weeks that my firm has been here, I I think I've cut down on my travel time in by like two hours a day. And that That's people awesome. is more money in That's your right. pocket. That's right. So there you go. <laughs> I got you. No, so and you so you've been here. Which where is your space? We're uh, we're in one of the private suites upstairs. Oh, yes. she's a baller. Okay, wow. all right. <laughs> um, so, what's it been like so far? I know, like, did you guys finish building it all out and stuff, or are you still working through that process? We're still we're still finding spots for all the stuff, but we came with all our own furniture, so and we had an idea of how we were going to set it up. Uh, so yeah, we're still getting settled. We still yeah. need a countertop Counter for our little <laughs> our little coffee station. Uh, but I mean. Those were perks that I didn't know we were going to have. Like, we moved in with our own mini fridge and our own microwave. And lo and behold, I we know. have our own little kitchenette in our nice. space. Sponsored I have no idea. Jen Air and Kathleen's. Oh, oh, all right. Well, thank we'll you, everyone. And Rock, Pal, and Rock Pal and Caesar Stone. There you go. I will note all of those when I edit and tag them. <laughs> you know what? You got this. So, so far, like, it's working really well and you're loving it. You've saved on, yeah, because we're, for the people listening, this is located in the design, Castlefield Design District. Yeah. So it's super close to everything. Plus, you have your own in-house, like, starting. We're, we're not... It's not there, but your own sample library, right? Yeah, so we have a featured vendor library. So what that means is we have vendors that are setting up shop. So they have, you know, about uh, three feet by 10 feet of space to feature products, bring in samples, have additional product stored so you can actually grab and build your projects on sites. We have vendors that are then connected with you based on, you know, um, where you're located and where they're lo located and our job through our materials librarian is to really connect the designers with the vendors so that you know it's a it's an open dialogue conversation they can shop the floor they can pull samples they can bring them and sign them out they can request samples to the librarian so 
you know, it's a, it becomes more of a fluid opportunity so that you don't have to house all your samples in your office. You don't have to have additional square footage. You don't have to just constantly clean, be cleaning a stock out. So, you know, it allows it allows the designer to be so much more versatile. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell everybody a little bit more about, because um, I don't know if we talked about this, but some of the other, like, amenities. So there's, like, the mindfulness room, but there's also... Tell yeah, everybody so, all of the, the perks. And and also let's talk about the, the membership levels that people could be yeah, so in at. So Maya is a private member. So for example, yeah, she's a baller. Oh, yeah. she's a baller. <laughs> <laughs> it's called baller member, actually. <laughs> <laughs> We're renaming the tier. <laughs> Done. So we have four residency tiers. So private member is our top tier, and they have a private space um, that they're able to outfit as they want. They have a year membership as a commitment. We have our suites that are on the main floor and one on the second floor. Those are already outfitted with furniture and they're able to come in, move in, and they have privacy. Then we have our hubs, which is about a six foot by five foot space that they're able to have, again, dedicated space and locked furniture. And then we have our club access members. So our club access members have access to the main floor, to the featured vendor area. Um, and to the printing areas. So some of the um, amenities in the space is we have a concierge. So when a guest comes in or designer comes in, they're there to greet them, answer the phones, um, great greet their guests, put them into their boardrooms. We have four boardrooms here, including our podcast room. So our, right. So our boardrooms, each one is designed with a different intention. So we have our DeWolf room, which was based on when Elsie DeWolf, we have our Wurstler room based on Kelly Wurstler. We have our Eames room based on Charles Eames, and we have our pod room based on our podcast capabilities. <laughs> Love it. Um, and then we have our mindful space where we're going to be hosting an, um, what we call our collective curriculum starting in 2020. So in there is where we have workshops, seminars, speaker series. We have yoga classes, meditation classes, which next week we're hosting meditation class. <gasps> It's going to be, and it's and it and the meditation classes are sponsored and being run um, by people in the community as well, and from outside the community, mm. right? Um, we and, have and the yeah. people. Sorry, um, for that type, the speaker series, for example, is that going to be open to anybody who might register, or do you need to be the um, both? Because we have a private entrance, so we're able to, they're able to come in as a guest. You know, if they have access to, to the um, to tickets, right? Got it. Okay. Or it's a private event and it's only for people in the space. Okay, got it. Um, so it'll be a mixture. We're also getting a infrared. You didn't know this. Mm. I mean, I'm learning so many just, things. Yeah. Day by day, this change. Yeah. This space keeps changing. Um, but we're infrared, getting a infrared room. What does that do? <gasps> Upstairs in our yeah. mindful space. So it's is that to do with the screen and stuff? light therapy. Yeah, it's sort of like, it, like it's it's uh, it, it's kind of a, a spin on a bit of like an infrared sauna, right? Exactly. Like it's kind of this rejuvenating. Next, there'll be the Himalayan salt room. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, the on staff masseuse. She's like, all right, done. Oh, I'm ready. I'm here for you. I've got right? all the ideas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're getting. We were, That's we were phenomenal. Amazing. So yeah. like all these vendors, they what's happened is all these vendors understand that designers don't are at a loss for time, right? They yep. don't have time to go out. They don't have time to source. They're being bogged down by a bunch of projects from managing the projects, administrative. And unfortunately, we know that this business is 80% 
you know, business and 20% creative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it really creates a challenge for as a designer going out and having that fun time. So what I noticed was all these vendors were coming to our showroom in Mississauga and like they'd have to make the trek there. When samples came in, they'd drop them off and hand deliver them and they wanted to build relationships with you. And it's like, how many designers do you have to hit a day or a week in order to maintain your quotas? How oh, many? you just... Right? Making how many designers? Money everywhere. Yeah. Right? But like, how many times do you have to go and like drop samples off here and get them what they need and deal with this and build a new collection of designers and, and vendors? I mean, and then designers also need to build a collection of vendors, but. It's like on many levels, like win-win. Like, it's great for you. You just saved time, two hours. Now you've just saved, like, you just helped vendors meet their bottom line in a more efficient way and slash go elsewhere to even see more. Like, it's just so many levels of Absolutely. smart. Yeah. I, I have to say, today, today yeah. alone, okay, uh, I had, uh, I work with Design Docs. Dean came by and had a meeting with us, and we were chatting about how he wants to be integrated yes, into Yes, so the Design Docs is going to be coming in doing classes as well, right? Yeah. So, like, things that bring real value to designers. Yes. Well, and I mean, he can't he can't go to every single design no. firm that signed up with him and do like troubleshooting. But what we're talking about with him is, you know, why don't you come in once a month and just be available sort of like sort of like a study session, you know, that you would have in university. Dean shows up and you come to him with all of your questions about how can I make this software work a little bit better for me? I was reviewing this and I think it's a little glitchy. Am I doing it wrong? Is there something you guys can adjust at your end? Like he's keen for that. Uh, second one was Kristen Ireland Sava, who mm -hmm. does Glenlin. She, uh, she, she and I were emailing, and we just sent out our newsletter today. And at the bottom, it says, you know, we've moved into the collective. We're proud members. Gives a little bit of info, oh, links to the website. Nice. And she's like, tell me all about this. What's the story? So she's going to be coming in next week and wants to chat with you guys. <laughs> yes. And then, yeah. That's and then awesome. we had a we had an issue with a light fixture that we had ordered from Sescalite, and it just the back plate isn't sitting level, and so the clients had taken it down, and I was there earlier today doing an art install, picked it up, and I had already had a quick chat with the girls from Sescalite when they were in here three days ago. And they just said, well, just swing by, you know, we'll drop it off, we'll pick it up, we'll whatever. And I think it's participating in this is building what I anticipated was a sense of community between designers. But what I'm experiencing is I've now got this warm, fuzzy feeling with vendors who are associated with the space where they want to go out of their way to help me out because they know that it's kind of a target-rich environment. And yes. We, you know, we've, we've had these nice little chats, and I get to see their product all over the space, so they know that I think that there's going to be an upside for them in participating in this. But it also just, it's human connection. Mm -hmm. I think that... I think that as we get more digital, we're losing we're losing the opportunities to see and talk to people face to face. And it's so nice to just like pop downstairs, have a glass of water, and just, you know, wave hi, you know, have a little chat with Gabby who's organizing the community about like what our experience has been so far today. It's been it's been crazy how how positive the energy about the whole thing is, and it's not even at capacity yet, you know? Like, I know. Yeah. I think only fifty percent of the people who've got spaces have fully moved in yet. Yeah. And so I think as it really gets more and more full, that there was a big part of my wanting to sign up was just to have more of a connection with the community. You can get so isolated mm -hmm. when you're working either by yourself or in a small team. And it's just so nice yeah. to have people to chat with. Yeah. 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 Like well, this is the first time I'm meeting you and 
Which is amazing. But also, like, great get in here. She, you're so articulate. You're, like, killing this right now. It's like, damn. <laughs> also, she's one of our ambassadors. Uh, well, fair enough. I have my like, ambassador hat on. Yeah, you're amazing. Um, okay, so why don't then tell everybody where they can find out about, like, where they can learn more, where they can follow you on Instagram, where they can maybe learn more about becoming a member or coming to check out. Like, can anybody drop by here to check out the space? Like, how does something like that work? Yeah, so if you go on our website, you can request a tour. And so you would schedule that with Gabby and Alina, who are our front desk and our experience specialist and community manager. And so you'd come in to have a tour, to see the space for yourself. Um, if you want to work on it for a few days, just to see if you'd like it we can definitely offer we we can offer a three-day pass um because for us it's just an opportunity to start really building the momentum and getting people in to see it for themselves so that you know they start because i think once they start using it it's you know our job is to create a frictionless process here obviously it's a you know it's a it's a moving target and so our job is to understand you know what the community needs, how can we address it, how can we work through the logistics of anything. And as we grow, it'll just be that much easier. And as more furniture comes into the space and more vendors come on board and move things around and change the space up, it's just more opportunities to come in and see what's new and what's coming in this season and what is next quarter's products that are you know being featured and what's happening at the Cable Show in January that's being infiltrated here and, you know, you know, you just have this, that dynamic community around you. You know, you have the millwork guy coming in on Tuesday and we have Rockpile coming in on Wednesday and we have Thursday Mayo Hardware's coming in. So if you have a project, you know, sit down with him and see what he can offer you. And, you know, we have a scorecard for our, for our vendors so that, you know, we're able to manage, you know, are they good vendors? Are they mm. able to bring the serviceability to the table? Because if not, I mean, we're giving them an opportunity to be in front of all these designers and architects. And if they're not able to commit to that and they're not able to service our community and they're not able to provide us with a product that has value to us, then, you know, the way we've structured our our deals is that they, you know, we remove their license Mm -hmm. to to display here. And it's our responsibility to make sure that, right? Because we're, you know, whenever you're working with new vendors, you know, it's, it's a relationship. It's not, you know, he's, didn't do this and now I don't want anything to do with them. It's it's a working relationship, one that takes both parties to to work on. And you know, when you're working with new vendors, you don't know what their evils are or what their successes are. And you mm-hmm. have to kind of work through it and understand where their strong points are and where their not so strong points are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our job is to teach our community to have that patience, but also make sure that we're subjecting them to vendors that have value and, you know, yeah. are able to put their best foot forward, like Sescalate, right? Mm-hmm. Who understand the importance of building their relationship with you, understand that the, the majority of their clients that they want to work with are designers. So knowing the demographic already, but actually being able to execute. And and I think there's also, there's strength in numbers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I, I already have that feeling of like, if you're coming and you're seeing, you know, you're coming to my office and you're seeing that I'm not just me, I'm associated with this many other design firms, 
you're going to want to not screw up on my project. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all know that designers are going to get together and be like, yeah, well, you know what? On my last project, like they were behind on delivery and I wasn't happy with the product and I didn't really feel like they went out of their way to help me when I had a problem. You know, that conversation is going to happen at the cappuccino maker. (laughs) You know, so so I really think that it gives you it gives you the strength of being in a big design firm without actually being yeah. in a big design firm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can I can I just say something yeah. really quickly? When I first started my company, like when I was li- that? I, this six years ago. Okay. So I live in a one bedroom apartment, and I started to feel like I was losing my mind, uh, just sitting there by myself all the time. And so, for anyone who's looking at a club membership or the hub membership and you're just starting your firm and you're wondering like, oh gosh, I mean, that feels like I don't have any overhead right now. And that's that's a jump into having to pay a particular bill every month. I would really recommend trying it because if you just look at what it costs you per day and amortize that over, okay, so how much more efficient will I be every mm-hmm. day by getting up, getting out of my pajamas, and having a place where, quite frankly, people are watching you work all day. You know, everyone has that sense of, like, I can't just sit here and scroll around on Facebook yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> people are going to notice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think, I think that it gives you an accountability that will really help you to succeed as a startup firm. And then it's also going to give you the upsides of looking more professional, Mm -hmm. um, having people to chat with. You know, there are lots of people here who are more senior in their careers. And I know because I know all of them, they're lovely people and they would be very happy to, you know, sit down for five minutes and say, okay, so what's the situation? What's going on with the contractor? What did the client say? You know, and and sort of help you troubleshoot your way through some stuff that they've been through already. I know that everyone here would be happy to mentor. So that's why, like, honestly... I mean, having Rocco, who's much more senior, you know, in life. Oh, like a senior citizen? (laughs) More senior in the industry. I mean, listen, he started his career. He's a seasoned gentleman. He's a seasoned gentleman. Listen, he started his job when you were seven. No, I'm quite 12. 12, when he started cleaning chimneys. I love how you say chimney. Chimneys. Chimneys. You add an extra syllable in there. It's very nice. Chimney. Um, So, you know, being able to allow his background and, like, his um, past and expectations of relationships and expectations of, you know, what's the right thing to do and having that mentor on a daily basis is, like... Oh, my God. Yeah. Priceless, because you don't know what to do. You don't have the confidence necessarily. You're struggling with the right direction to go, and you have that sounding board. Mm -hmm. And someone who's done it before, gone through it before, gives you that much more confidence to actually, like, take that next step. Mm -hmm. Whether it's dealing with a... Stop smiling at me. I think I need a Rocco in my life. (laughs) I think everyone needs a Rocco in their life. Do you have a brother? I'm actually smiling because I was still runner-up in this project. Yeah. Well, you know what? Right now, she's like... Obviously, the right thing happened that was supposed to happen, and you're not, you're you're number one, I'm sure. Okay, Rocco, I want to give you one. Upper, like, what else do you want to say that you maybe didn't get to say? You don't have to say anymore, but is there anything else? Wow, no, it, the, the energy yeah. around the table is is fantastic, and it's doing everything we envisioned and what we wanted to see. You're and you hit it right up, like I mean, you we couldn't have said it any better. Yeah, it's, it's about yeah. community. That's what we want yeah, to do. You're so right? articulate, yeah. Yeah, no, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah ditto. Yeah. It would have come no, it's amazing. Up, but yeah, it's perfect. I freaking loved this. This was a really good, 
like the energy of the in-person thing. And I just, yeah, it's you nice. guys, I don't know, man. You guys rock for, like, I just get such good feelings from you. And Aww. it's good. You guys are amazing. Well, like, you. This is incredible. This is, I mean, like, as if you don't already know that, but it's it's amazing. And I just. Yeah, it's exciting. And as a designer, like, I look at you and I'm just like, dude, this is insane that you're doing this. Like, and it's, it's insane. really, like. You just do it. So just, just inspiring. Jump in. Just jump in. <laughs> I'd also like to be Carly. Like, what? <laughs> I just I want Carly's brain. Like, she just fires on all cylinders, twenty four hours a day. No, but it's because Rocco. Well, like, and together you, you guys have like good. You, you have a sweet marriage going on. We here. do. Yeah. We have a we have a good relationship. But oh but like a week ago, like you were gonna break up, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. We broke up. We broke <laughs> up. Like, yeah. Like last week, he, he locked he, all the he, doors he, here. He yelled at me. Twice. Okay, we're gonna sure? we're gonna stop because I'm feeling a lot of love <laughs> for Rocco right now. There's no yelling in the collective. That never happens. Yeah, I don't want you to taint <laughs> my view of Rocco right now. <laughs> I want Rocco to be my dad. <laughs> no, that did not. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't Rocco's feel like, like a Are we done yet? He's <laughs> <laughs> only like ten years older than you. Yeah, I mean, he could have started early. I don't know. But, no, I just get real good vibes. Anyways, thank you so much. Oh I'm excited to, to, uh, to... You sound good. And yours sounded good, too. sound good. Yeah, it was... Somehow you guys were not connecting. You and this thing weren't really... Okay. No. I don't know. I, I, had I don't that know what one it was. And it I'm wasn't connecting. Awkward end alert. Uh, I don't know. It was a podcast booth. We had real equipment. I got confused. I don't know why I didn't end that normal. But, um... First of all, great audio. Seriously, though, that was pretty much the most fun I've ever had recording a podcast. I don't know what it was about these two. Carly and Rocco, they are a force, I feel. Don't know them very well. I know Carly, you know, from a handful of times we've met. Love her. She's freaking awesome. That was my first time truly meeting Rocco. But... You know when you just, there's, I don't know, there's just a real vibe I got there. I don't know what it was about Rocco. I just got really good feelings from him. Like, I don't know, just got such warm fuzzies. I can't even believe it. They have done some incredible things. Such, I just, I find it to be so inspiring what they've created. And you kind of saw in the podcast and I was talking to her, I was talking to Carly after we did all this and it's incredible. And I just, I'm very inspired by it. I'm, it makes me emotional. I do not understand what that is. I should definitely talk to a therapist, but why this gets me to my core. I feel like, I think I'm a very empathetic person and I just, I feel like I feel what they must be feeling right now. Obviously not. They probably feel some great intensity, but I just, I feel, I feel it, you know? I feel how incredible this must be because this is truly incredible. And um, yeah, it just makes me want to keep pushing harder and seeing what crazy incredible things I might do. And I hope it inspires you to think about what crazy incredible things you might do because we're, possible, we're all able to do this amazing stuff. And it's just about going after it. And so if you have not gone or seen, if you're in the GTA and if you've not visited the collective workspace yet, then do yourself a favor, turn it and go towards, cause you know, you can just change your schedule, right? 
you're going to go to 14 Leswin Road. Apparently that's North York. I didn't know that was called North York where I was there. And you're going to park and you're going to go in and you are going to be transported to a beautiful space that is like no other that you've seen. And you will also be super inspired. At least I hope so. Anyways, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, oh, you know what? Before that, I think we all know what time it is. It's definitely time to rant. So if you're in my Facebook group, then you know that my Facebook group is where I go live and and really share kind of the ups and the downs. And earlier this week, I had a bit of a craptastic experience with regards to a project. If you want to hear more about that, then go to Real Talk Design with Michelle Bennett. Um, and you can watch the videos. But um, but I want to make this about something more positive. I just wanted to share how eternally grateful I am for the Facebook group and the amazing words of encouragement and support that I feel. And it's, it's so important for us to reframe crappy experiences. It's like between this, this podcast and the Facebook group, I've gotten something so incredible that I never expected or anticipated I talked to Rebecca Plum today as well, or sorry, yesterday as well, and that was uh, Friday, basically after kind of the project thing all came to a head, and she, I knew, I was excited to talk to her, I couldn't wait to talk to her, I felt like, what, it's, it's happened to me before where I've talked to certain people at certain times where I feel like it was just the exact right time for me to talk to them because of their outlook on life and, and manifesting and, you know, that things aren't, things are happening for a reason. And talking to her was amazing and just kind of helped turn my feelings about the experience around a bit and just shed a more positive light on it. And in particular, it was something she said about, okay, so she's been, she's been doing some meditation and mindfulness stuff and uh, manifestation. And she shared this nugget that she learned from the to be magical. Is that right? Yeah, sorry, no, to be magnetic. I don't know why I keep saying magical in my head. To be magnetic. So go check out her Facebook page. It's full of gold. But she she told me this nugget that she got, and it was, the universe tells us with red flags, sorry, I don't think I wrote that right, uh, but telling us not to settle before our manifestation happens. And she was like, you know, this, this might just be a test, like making sure that you, this is what you want, and so on and so forth. And, and it's very interesting, because I have been wanting to level up, and this client in theory was definitely a level up, like caliber financial let's just be clear, financial, uh, level up. And, um, and it was a real kick in the old gut. I keep saying it. (laughs) And, and it's, it was interesting. I had some awareness about it that I needed to make sure that I didn't let this, you know, give me this incorrect perception of what wealthy people are like, really wealthy people. 
I know that I just need to work my way through it. And it gave me some really important lessons that I need to make sure I consider going forward for any client, really. But, but it was just, I just, between my conversation with Rebecca and the amazing words of encouragement with regards to the situation in my Facebook group, I'm just full of gratitude and I'm so thankful to each and every one of you for your kind words. And one thing that came out of this was I had another designer DM me and her name, I hope she won't mind me uh, actually saying her name. Rebecca, um, I'm just forgetting her. Rebecca O'Rourke, I think it is her name. And um, yeah, some from C Interior Design. And she was saying how she's been in the business since 2001. And she wish, she wishes that this type of forum existed when she had first started out, because I can imagine it, you know, it doesn't get easier, but those first few years are the most intense. And it got me thinking that yeah, it's great. We have these forums. I have this amazing forum, Real Talk Design with Michelle Bonet. Go check it out. <laughs> but, um, but really, it feels like a forum for me. And while other people are maybe watching and being able to relate, I thought, why can't it just be a forum for everybody? So with that, I'm, I'm sharing with, with you, if you're in my Facebook group, if you're not joined, but that anybody in my Facebook group can go live at any time to share any of the ups and downs uh, where maybe all you need is some words of encouragement to kind of lift you up. Because I tell you what, guys, getting notifications after a shit week of some crap that happens, where people tell you you're talented, it's not your fault, uh, you know, what a shitty situation, I relate to that, is so powerful, you have no idea. And I want that for you too. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I have to say about that. It's just, uh, I wanted to make sure that we didn't always have negative rants on here. And I want to make sure that when we have negative crap that happens, when I have negative crap that happens, then I can find a light at the end of the tunnel and turn it into a positive, optimistic experience. So there you go. All right, party peeps. So that was this week's episode. It was a good one. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Leave a review if you're feeling super saucy. And if you want to see, what I, like a lot of the times in these uh, things, I'm talking about the Facebook group and the rant talks about, well, the crazy rant I had in my Facebook group. And the only way you're going to know about those are if you join the Facebook group. So to join, you're going to go to Real Talk Rant with Michelle Bennett. And basically you can join in on the fun. You can go live yourself and talk about what's going on and get support, get people cheering you on, whatever does not matter. It's for everyone. Also, if you want to join my email list, you can go to michellebennett.com slash real talk. If you're in that, uh, if you're on my list and you're not getting an email, let me know. I, I think I might have to rejig something in there. I have a bunch of content, but I think I set it up wrong. So I'm going to circle back to that. But basically every week I'm sending some, some small little nuggets of things that help me along the way that will help you hopefully as well along the way. Anyways, guys, that's all for this week. Bye.